You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast. Welcome to the Fanboy Garage. I'm Chris Losanti, joined by my co-hosts, Vanana. Hi, everybody. And Mr. Jazz Hands, Aaron Varola. What's up, what's up, Jazz Hands? Welcome to episode 114 of the Fanboy Garage. It's always a pleasure to have you guys with us for another week. We've got lots to discuss. There's been some some sniffles and movement sniffles. Where <laughs> well, there have been sniffles. <laughs> you know, sniffles are not a good thing. Um there's been lots of movement on the MCU front, at least some minor minor shakes. There's been some announcements here about Zack Snyder's Justice League. We've got some cast announcements for upcoming characters. There's just lots for us to talk about. So yeah. without further ado, let's dig in. Sure. So let's start off, though, saying? first by telling anybody, um, if you were interested in purchasing the Jedi Training Academy, uh, anything from our merch store, uh, sadly, you were no longer able to. Because uh, yeah. Disney had that design pulled uh, from oh, no. our yeah. merch store, um, which I'm not sure whether I should be upset or flattered. Because uh, I'm kind of excited about it, yeah, the fact that we're actually on the radar like that, I guess, is cool. Although, uh, sadly, now that now that becomes a collector's item. So for anybody who has uh, any of the Jedi Training Academy designs, one of the original designs that we put up on the merch store, uh, can't get them anymore. So there you yeah. go. Uh, I'm so happy I have two of those. There you That's go. That's awesome. Maybe, yeah. uh, oh, you know, some people got some masks and yeah. stuff like that. I know my brother's rocking a hoodie. Maybe our buddy uh, Phil will be able to auction those off at some point because they're... Uh, <laughs> That'd be cool. I'm sure, they're going to be worth a lot. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, what, what I should say though, still though, is because we are now, I guess, in the crosshairs of Disney slash Lucasfilm. Get, get your Sith shirts now while yeah, you can. Yeah, exactly. I, I would I recommend. Got one of those too. Yeah. <laughs> get your Sith designs quick because uh, they may not they're, be. Somehow they're still there, but they may not be for much longer. So. Not, they may not be. Yeah. So. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, well, you know, just while we're on the subject of Star Wars, though, uh, we were talking before we started recording here about how uh, this year is the 40th anniversary of Empire Strikes Back. Of course, the movie that I think majority of fans consider the best right in the series. Uh, And because it's 2020 and everything sucks, it would happen to be the year that they re-release it for the 40th anniversary in theaters. And of course, I can't go see it. So just one more thing to add to the list of uh, wonderful events for 2020. But it did finish fourth for the weekend in the United in the uh, domestically. It did like nine hundred and something thousand dollars. So That's yeah. That's so bananas. there you go. They, so they just released this? It it yeah, well last weekend was the uh, the yes. opening weekend. On the on the twenty fifth. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. And it's just it's making almost a million dollars with nobody seeing it. Fourth place. Isn't I mean, that crazy? But, but obviously, people are seeing it, so that's great. Um, yeah, I, I would like like you, Chris. I wish I could go see it, but I'm I'm too chicken shit. I would have gone. Well, so. we can't actually. Even if you had yeah. the 
Even if you had yeah. the uh, nerve to go see it, you wouldn't be able to. So, do you think they would maybe offer it to drive? No, they wouldn't do it to drive throughs. They're doing it like, or drive ins, not drive throughs. Drive, yeah. <laughs> drive through the movie. Drive. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> we are giving up. That's great that it made that much money. I mean, this is a film that is 40 years old now, and it still has interest. Like, people who, okay, I'm going to assume that if you're going to go to the theater now, right, most people are just going to be like, look, I'm going to pick one movie. It's not like I'm going to go to the movies like three times a week. I'm going to pick that one movie I really want to see, right? I'm going to go see Tenet. I'm going to go see, I don't know, whatever else is out there. You can count on one hand. Um, But there's a lot of people that was like, I'm going to, this is the movie I'm going to pick. I think that's pretty cool that a movie you know, is still so relevant uh, in in the COVID era. Like, that's bananas to me. Sure. Congratulations, you know, I mean, to it's them. a tried and true film, right? It's, it is, You, you yeah. know what you're going to get. Like, chances are they've probably already seen it. And so it's not like a tenant where it's like, I don't know if I'm going to like this film. Right. You, no, you know you're you know you sure. you know you like The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. You know what I mean? You're going to go check it out. And the thing is you so. have a new an entire generation of kids now that, um, you know, have – gone you know to see this sequel trilogy in theaters and that's their star wars right but they're obviously well aware of what came before it and you know this in a normal time obviously would have been a great opportunity for them to catch this in theaters it's not i mean it's not like it's going to be in theaters forever or very often right i mean i'm old so i saw the empire strikes back in theaters back in the day um but i i certainly would have gone to see it probably uh, you know, had the opportunity to see it on the big screen. As much as I'm not crazy about, and I assume they're showing the, like the current version of it. Yeah, probably. Uh, which I've never seen on a big screen. So you know what, you know, for that, I would love to see that new, you know, enhanced Cloud City and stuff on the big screen. I didn't see the special edition when it came out in theaters, so it would have been a cool experience for me. But obviously, right. you know, no go on that. Yeah. I wasn't uh, born yet, but, you know, so I missed out on this film in the theaters. But that's something I would definitely like to see in theaters and and re-experience and say, like, oh, like, this is what people were experiencing, you know, 40 years ago. There's there's a there's a nice, sweet, nostalgic factor to it. And it's an experience in itself. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty dope. I like that. And uh, speaking of theatrical releases, uh, we've been speculating, right, the last few episodes of what's going to happen with, like, Black Widow, right? Would would Marvel, mm-hmm. Disney, whatever, uh, decide to release it, maybe a video-on-demand model like they did with Mulan, or what would happen? And, well, we got our answer this week. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they have actually moved the film, and, of course, their entire slate now, uh, moved it all back. So Black Widow now, instead of being released in November uh, of this year, will be released May 7th, 2021. So it'll be the movie that most likely kicks off like yeah. the summer movie season that we didn't get to have this year, which I, I would mm-hmm. think by next year will be a big deal because people will be, hopefully will be back yeah. to at least some normalcy by next summer. So I think people will be extra kind of excited to to be able to experience these movies. Uh, Shang-Chi 
the legend and the legend of the Ten Rings that moves to July ninth, twenty twenty one. So that's in a nice prime slot. Mm-hmm. And then Eternals moves to November fifth, twenty twenty one. So um, you know all that. There's some so there's, there's some interesting stuff about that because the uh, Eternals were was supposed to be released this November. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so they they and Shang Chi was supposed to come after that, I believe. So they're doing like a little flopping of stuff, which makes me wonder. Well, like, and I don't know how far along Shang Chi was in production, if at all. But like, the Eternals was pretty much in the can. Black Widow is, and I get Black Widow going first because that's the thing that I guess it's like to your points the thing that's going to kick it off, but. Moving the Eternals like literally a year, more than a year out. Uh, um, obviously, given the circumstances, makes sense. But like the flipping of the movies is one thing that I'm like, hmm, what what's going on there? Then the other thing, yeah, Eternals. Just so you know, was originally, I mean, not originally, but this before this moved to November, to. It was supposed to come out February twelfth, twenty twenty one. Right, and okay, Shang Chi so was, I guess, I'm actually not sure where that where that was originally slotted, but yeah. Um, but like the other, the other thing is, and then kind of getting into some of the Disney plus stuff is that, so WandaVision that we talked about, did we talk about that trailer last week? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. The, cause it was such a trip. I don't even know what the hell was going on. Um, <laughs> WandaVision is now the first Disney plus show that's going to drop. Yes. When Falcon and the winter soldier likely been in production longer than, sure. than that. And then Loki. So they're moving all of that stuff around, which is so interesting because yeah. WandaVision essentially will kick off. Will be the first thing that get, gets kicked off. Yeah. Um, and this just new, this new phase four. Just for right, I just checked it out. So Shang-Chi uh, originally was supposed to be released on February 12th, 2021. And then it got moved to which was the first day of Chinese New Year. And right. then it moved to May 7th, 2021, which is the date that is now being occupied by Black Widow. So then it got moved to July 9th, 2021. So that was the progression. So now, originally Eternals was going to be February 12th, and then that got bumped. And then Shang-Chi took that date. And so, I mean, yeah. these, these movies have been kind of moving along with one another the whole time. Right. Uh, as all this go, but I mean, it makes sense. Look, Black Widow was supposed to kick off this summer movie season. Uh, yeah. For those of us who remember, I mean, it's it is amazing how anything that happened in the first few months of this year feels like it happened in another year. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Black Widow was supposed to kick off right originally in May of this year. It was supposed to be the kickoff right. to the summer movie season. Then it got pushed to November. Probably. Now it's going to be next May. You know, I don't see. It's funny. I don't see anybody or I haven't seen a lot of people anyway complaining too much about this. I think one, because I actually think it's a nice break. This is the first time, I guess, since 2009 or whatever that we haven't gotten a Marvel movie. 2008. Mm -hmm. 2008. And that's a nice little break, right? So people will be ready, probably hungry for some Marvel next year, especially after all the stuff that, you know, it's gone on this year. And next year is going to be a big year for Marvel. Uh, yeah. After, I mean, in theory, anyway, let's see how the movies turn out. But I mean, they're going to have Black Widow in May, Shang Chi in July, Eternals in November, and then Spider Man in December. That's right. Uh, yeah, December seventeenth, right now. Again, unless something changes, um, is going to be the new Spider Man film, and then you got Thor 
the next Thor film, right? Love and Thunder, uh, February eleventh, twenty twenty two, and then Doctor Strange in the uh, Multiverse of Madness in March on March twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. So, you know, in a in less than a year's time, right? So that's ten months. You're gonna have six films, six Marvel films. Yeah. So they're yeah. gonna make up for lost time. And we might and go right back. Already in the can. Yeah, we That's might crazy. go right back to Marvel fatigue by the time summer 2022 yeah. Yeah. comes around. But well, you know, the interesting thing too is though, you know, DC will have their films in 2021 as well. Sure. It's kind of break, it's be a lot of films in bit. 2021. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's gonna be. It's gonna be an interesting, interesting year. And let's see, see what happens with Wonder Woman 84 because we're still. December. Mm. I mean, that's December 25th, so which is still great, but you know, you never know. But so dumb. So, Ugh. All right. and it's funny because I, you know, Disney said it that they, you know, that Mulan was going to be like a one shot deal. And yep. we were like, sure it is. For now. Right. Sure it is. We'll see what happens with Black Widow. Blah, blah. And they're like, nope, we want, we want to make that theater money, which, which still to me is bonkers. Like, I feel like they could make so much more money, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, you know, here's yeah, the thing. I- Go ahead. No, I was going to say, now that I'm seeing, you know, this schedule, um, and because we haven't seen a Marvel film in a while uh, this year, I kind of feel like all of the thing with Marvel for me is like all of their films kind of are like, it has like a string that like links each to each other, you know, Mm. whereas like DC is kind of maybe headed in that direction, but it makes sense that if you move one, you're, you just got to move everything down one and maybe they don't want to split it up to like at home. Like they want that whole experience to be like, boom, theater, boom, theater, boom, theater. And then all culminating, I'm sure we're going to, they're going to announce something, you know, in like two years or whatever, all culminating into like one big movie, like we got with like the Avengers and they'll do something else, you know? Um, So it seems like their model kind of hinges on this type of experience and formula. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, the other, the other piece there though, is that they, they already have their Disney plus shows, right? Right. Right. Exactly. That's the other thing. Like that is meant for the at home audience. Right. So you're kind of meant to like have your three course meal with the movie and then your, your appetizer, your dessert with some of these Mm -hmm. Disney, Disney plus shows. Yeah. Um, so, so I get it. They don't want to cannibalize on one thing or the other. I, I, I get it. And there's it, a it logic here. Think, as I mean, pro VOD as I am, um, there's a logic here. Look, if you look at this slate, while it is a lot of movies, at least for next year, right? We're looking at, you know, you got Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man. So assuming that all of that goes off without a hitch. Black Widow, while I'm not sure how much that's going to tie into, I'm sure there will be things that will tie into the the future, right? Even though it's a prequel um, of right. the MCU. I I do think it's important for them to have some anchor movies. So Shang-Chi is, an, is at least as far as the film goes, is an, it's really an unknown entity, right? And mm-hmm. so is Eternals. So, I mean, both could go the way of Guardians of the Galaxy, right? And kind of come out of nowhere and be enormous hits. And Marvel has had a good track record. I mean, Ant-Man did reasonably well. And, you know, the first Doctor Strange did reasonably well. They weren't enormous, huge blockbusters. But considering they're not like, well, at least especially in the case of like Ant-Man, they weren't hotly anticipated films. You know, maybe the movies do very well. But at least to know that you're going to have Black Widow 
and and you know Spider-Man don't forget they don't reap the full rewards of that. In fact, they don't reap they don't reap many That's rewards right. of that because most of that money goes to Sony because they're the, the distributor right. of those films. So that's technically not even though it is a Marvel Studios production financially it doesn't really impact them that much. So we're really looking at those three movies, Black Widow, Shang-Chi and Eternals. I mean, you need to have it I think it will help for them to have like an established anchor film to get the juices flowing again you know and to get people mm-hmm. back in that mode of like wanting to go see marvel films uh because it, it will have been a year and and i think it is a good you know like a palate cleanser you know like oh, let's get this familiar character here let's get people back into the theaters let's you know we can use it to show the i'm sure they'll have the trailers for shang chi and maybe even eternals right. you know before it so i mean it, it makes logical sense for doing it this way um and uh, no sense in splitting your you know year at this point why you know why release one film uh on VOD just because it was supposed to come out this year it makes right. i guess a little bit more sense the other way um especially because of the way that they like you know Vanna was saying like they string these things together this is a you know a huge thing for them and um you know these aren't individual films i mean they are but they all play a role in a much bigger picture. So mm-hmm. we have to take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you had tweeted, Aaron, um, that we would talk about this. Uh, Fandom, their Twitter account, had said, uh, you can only save two of these MCU films from delays. Uh, which would they be? So and it was those six films that I just mentioned. So Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man, Thor, and Doctor Strange. Uh, I mean, I thought about this probably more than I, I needed to because I <laughs> I have no life. So, I um, this is tough for me. And what I decided was that it, Black Widow is not one of the films that I would save. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. one of the ones I'm least interested in. It might actually be the one I'm least interested in in all of those. Although I'm not sure how I feel about Eternals because that again Eternals for me is going to be like Guardians of the Galaxy in the sense that. I'm going to go into it with like no expectations at all. Right. And, you know, hopefully I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I don't, I don't have an anticipation for that. Um, I am excited about Spider-Man. So mm-hmm. I, I think I would save that one, especially after the the way the last film left off. I definitely want to see where that's headed. Right. And so, you know, it's really down to Shang-Chi, Thor 4 and Doctor Strange 2 for me. And man, you know, this is tough because I love the last Thor movie and I liked the first Doctor Strange more than a lot of people did. And I I loved the character a lot in Infinity War. And I think that whole concept with the multiverse and with Sam Raimi, I think it could be really cool. But I don't want to direct that movie in my head and then be disappointed, you know, because Mm. you really don't know what it's going to be. So I'm actually... And Shang-Chi's a movie I'm kind of excited about because it, it does, it plays on a lot of my senses, right? It ties into a lot of things that I love, right? Martial arts, superheroes, comic books, right. like right in my wheelhouse. And it's going to be very different, right, than anything that we've seen before. It's a very different character. Um, so that's a movie I'm excited about. And so I think I'm going to go maybe a little out of the box well, not so much with Spider-Man, but Spider-Man and Shang-Chi would be the two movies that I would save. Mm. I'm going to throw it over to Vanana. Okay. 
Well, um, this is really hard for me, but I'm between Black Widow, Shang-Chi, and The Eternals. I've been so excited about Black Widow ever since they announced it, you know, and it's just like it's trugging along, you know, like it's been a really long time. So um, I would say I would definitely save Black Widow. I want to see that movie so badly. I also want to see um, what's the actress's name? The one who plays her sister. Uh, oh, I, don't, I don't know. She I'm plays like, Paige I- in uh, Fighting With My Family. Yeah, I'm like blanking on it. Oh, did she? Is that her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. I saw her I saw her in um in the latest uh oh man, I'm blanking on names tonight. But anyway, definitely Black Widow cuz I've just been anticipating it for so long. Now, this is where it's really hard for me between Shang-Chi and the Eternals because like Chris, I love martial arts, you know. I think it's about time we have a Chinese superhero, you know, and I think that's going to be really great to see on screen and hopefully do for um, actors and people what kind of like Black Panther did um, and and go in that direction. But then the Eternals, we also have a Chinese director, Chloe Zhao. Mm. And what's really interesting about uh, Chloe Zhao is that she just recently directed this movie with Frances McDormand called Nomadland. And there's buzz that, you know, she's going to be nominated for best director. That film might be nominated for like best picture this year. Uh, And the Oscars are going to be in April. So now with the Eternals being moved to November, if she wins any of these awards, we're going to have a Marvel film directed by a Chinese female and possible like Oscar winner. I think that's pretty cool. So it's kind of cool that it's been moved from its original date, uh, which was like February, which would would have been before the Oscars. So I I like I kind of like that timeline. Like it's kind of romantic, you know. Um, so in that sense, I guess I would be supporting the move for the Eternal. So I would say Black Widow and Shang Chi. Dope. <laughs> um. Yeah, so so here here's my here's my thing. So like Black Widow, I'm, I, it's fine. Like I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah, we're gonna get it. Um, I'm always like a sucker for like, well, not a sucker. I'm I'm very I'm a stickler for movies that kind of occur in the past because I'm like, why would we why would we revisit this? Because you know they're just gonna throw seeds for something else. So I'm not. I'm like, ah, okay, we'll see about that with Black Widow. So I'm not really. I, she she has to go. Like whatever. I don't care. Um, Shang Chi and the Eternals. I know next to Dick about any of these characters. So I'm just like, not nah, okay. We'll see how you go. Like, and I'm hopeful that they're gonna do well. Obviously, uh, um, but we'll see. Uh, okay. Spider Man is a must because of that ending for Far From Home, and then I'm very intrigued. And excited for the next Doctor Strange movie. Like like Chris, I, I do like the first movie, but this idea of the multiverse, um, the connection to WandaVision and um you know, this whole idea of like time travel and all that stuff that's being seeded or that's already been sown really. Um in the previous films has me super intrigued. 
with the prospect that Kang may be our big bad for the next phase of the Marvel Universe, like has me even more intrigued with how Doctor Strange might play a role in all of this. So, yeah, it would be Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Mm. And uh, her name is Florence Pugh. Yes, from Black Widow. Just looked it up. Yeah. Yes, from 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 Black Widow. And I have she, a feeling that she's she, going to be playing a bigger role in the MCU going forward. Yeah, she's going to be like Black Widow 2.0. Yeah. She is fantastic. She was great in Little Women. That was the other that was the movie I saw last year. Gotcha. Uh, and she was in Midsummer. I don't know if you guys saw that movie. I heard yeah. that was crazy. Haven't seen it. Um, I thought she did. I thought she was great as uh as Paige. That's the only time I've ever seen her. She look. I I couldn't. I mean, even... She doesn't look like Paige, but <laughs> no. But wow, what a what an amazing kind of transformation. Yeah, I, I didn't know that was her. That was great. Yeah, you just blew my mind with that. I didn't even know. We guys, we have we have. Chris, so Chris is silent because Chris is like, I absolutely hate that movie. I haven't seen it actually. <laughs> what? I've heard good things about it, but I haven't. It's actually it's good. surprisingly good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm very Wait, familiar with the story, like I. So I don't know how faithful it is, but I'm I'm actually very familiar with the story of the night, like Paige's family. Uh, her mother yeah. is a famous British wrestler, um, yeah. Soraya Knight, and um, her father was like a promoter. Um, they ran a company in England, so like I I'm, I've I kind of know yeah. her deal, but uh, they, I I did want to see that. I just like they, it hasn't. They do get into that stuff, and they talk a little bit about the rivalry between her and her brother because they both. Yeah. They they both uh, auditioned, tried out, right, and she got in and he didn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that is that is actually it's a really good movie. It surprised the hell out of me. Yeah, I haven't so. seen it pop up. I mean, I'm assuming it's available in a whole bunch of places. I it's just on it hasn't popped Hulu. up. Is it okay? I'll check, check that out. Hulu. Yeah. Um, sticking cool. with Marvel though for a second. But shifting over to the small screen, um, they did announce that Samuel L. Jackson is going to be once again playing Nick Fury in a new Marvel Disney Plus series. So I think Variety had the exclusive on that. Yeah. I'm excited about that one. Yeah, sure. I really am because, um, you know, when we last see him, he's aboard a spaceship with a bunch of scrolls at the end of our home. And... Yeah, I'm, 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 you know, I'm placing bets. I'm, I, I'm saying it's, uh, you know, Nick Fury, director of Sword, 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 <laughs> Sword. It just happened. Uh, <laughs> w is silent, Aaron. Uh, Sword, and um, and that's like the space version of Shields. Yeah, that Loosely. works. Yeah, yeah. I so think I'm it's excited. cool too. Might as well use it. You know. Th- you want to be able to use a platform like Disney Plus because you can't like overwhelm your film universe. And while we're kind of moving into this next phase of Marvel and focusing on some new characters, like you, you don't want to forget and completely like just discard the old characters. But you, you know, you also can't force them into the films either at this point. So I, I think it's great to be able to use them for Disney Plus. Obviously, what we've seen with the Mandalorian, <laughs> clearly, you know, there's. The budgets are there, uh, so it's not like you you feel like you're getting like a cheap you know TV version of anything, and the interest is there as well. So yeah, yeah, I'm all <laughs> that's for that. like that's like what used to happen with uh, 
film actors, you know, back in the day, like, I don't know, 20, 30 years ago. It's like once you're done with film and like you're a little like washed up and then you land, you like show up on TV, you know, and actors used to like abhor that moment. It's like it's like, um, you know, pop stars. Once you get that Las Vegas residency, it's like you did your thing already. Now you're in Vegas. However, this time the television world has transformed our lives so much that it's actually kind of cool. And, yeah, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to it. It's I'm getting overwhelmed with all of this MCU news. There's like so much coming. It's exciting. I, to me, it's exciting because I think this is where they really need to knock it out of the park. Like we've already seen, them be super successful in, in cinematic terms. Yeah. But like, and, and we did talk about this like episodes ago, but it, like this idea that because Feige said two years ago when he, or whenever he announced uh, phase four and the start of phase five, that you have to also watch the Disney plus shows because they will have important factors. They will import. They will have moments that will tie into the the movie yes, stuff. Yes, this is still mm-hmm. part and of the MCU. Yeah, so like having to t- pay attention to all of that is a lot, right? Um, but it's also exciting because I don't think, depending on how they space all of this stuff out, I mean, I'm always craving something new to watch, and um, and if they keep things super short, you know, ten episodes, like I'm down. Yeah, like I'm mm-hmm. I'm down. My I, can't, I cannot wait. My hope with this is that they don't tie in so much that like you have to watch them in order to watch the movies, mm-hmm. uh, but that they work as like a supplement, you know, for like hardcore fans that want to get a little bit more or if like maybe you could be rewarded if you've mm-hmm. watched them, but like you can still watch the movies without knowing what necessarily happened. Uh, or everything right. that happened in the shows, because I don't think you want to overwhelm people that much, <laughs> you know. Like, I mean, it, there's a lot of movies coming out from, you know, Marvel's got a lot right. of movies coming out in that ten month period of time, and then if you're gonna add in WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki, and now like, well, we don't know when this Nick Fury show is gonna debut, but like Nick Fury, She Hulk, She Hulk, yeah, it starts to get stuff. overwhelming. And I mean, I know like a bunch of those shows. I don't know about all of them, but at least I know like the Loki show, like. It that's like a limited series, so it's not like these are like shows that are going to go on for seasons and seasons. I think they're going to set a specific moment in time and kind of build to whatever the next step is going to be for those characters, um, mm. which is fine. I mean, nothing wrong with that, but like you just don't want to like the idea of having to get like three movies next year, and then if there's like three or four of these Disney Plus shows, like that, that might get to be a little much. Right. Um, but. But I'm sure there's going to be people, myself included, that will watch all of it. But I, I just hope that we don't have to watch all of it because that's when it yeah. starts to feel like like work. And then you tend mm-hmm. to not want to. I mean, I tell this story all the time. But like when I was in school, when I was a kid, you know, little, uh, I loved reading. I would read anything except when it was assigned to me in school. Then I didn't want to read, you know, because it's <laughs> like after a while, like when it feels like work, like and you have to like focus and memorize and all this stuff like it's not fun anymore it's not enjoyable so yeah hopefully they keep it a little light and uh as we'll see uh, keep sticking with uh streaming news though but we're going to switch over to dc now uh the hollywood reporter had the story that the suicide squad is getting a prequel tv series 
starring John Cena as his character from The Suicide Squad, The Peacemaker. Yeah. Peacemaker, and it's going to be on HBO Max. James Gunn's going to write all eight episodes, direct several, including the first. So that's pretty exciting news, at least for me. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, Apparently, it's kind of crazy that only like, me. out of out of all those characters, do you guys know why uh, Dildo Head was chosen? No, I have no idea. <laughs> like... I think I think there's so many more interesting characters. Oh, you were um, actually I thought you had like an you had you had an answer. No, so Oh Yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> no, I thought you were setting us just, up. Oh. I I was just thinking of all the characters, you know, and all the people that I saw uh at DC Fandom when so, when they were all like talking and doing their Q and A and I was just like, huh, that's an interesting choice. And I wa- I wondered if there was something behind that. I'm gonna assume again and could be completely inaccurate, but it's just a guess that it's it's a couple of things. Uh, one, I, I'm going to assume that the character must be getting over so well, like in the dailies and like all the stuff that they're seeing, uh, you know, at the studio level and whatnot, that like they just feel like this is going to be like a breakout character. Uh, mm. I also think, you know, John Cena is a big star and he's a guy now that hasn't, you know, he's he's not really been on WWE, you know, TV. He's not a a big star for them anymore. So there's still an audience of fans that love John Cena and will probably want to watch him in something. Um, and I just, so I think it's a combination of those things. I, I'm assuming the character must not have like an enormous role in the movie or, or maybe if they do, it's, it's, you know, it's enough for you to want to go back in time and find out like maybe origins of the character or whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. I'm all for this. I mean, look so far, HBO Max is going to have uh, that. We know they're going to have that Gotham PD show, yeah. whatever it's actually going to be. They may have a Catwoman series like that hasn't been confirmed yet. Right. That hasn't been confirmed. But right. it's something that people were talking about. And now, like with this, you know, obviously they figured it out, too. Like, why not use all of your media? Why not use all of your properties to to enhance every aspect of this and create that synergy? So I think that's a really encouraging mm-hmm. sign. Um, you know, yeah. James Gunn, I'm sure had it came up, must've come up with a great idea. He must've fallen in love with this character somewhere along the way. And, uh, mm. I'm in, I mean, he, if he's in for it, um, you know, cool. I mean, he clearly is passionate about it because he's, he's writing all eight episodes and he's directing a bunch of them. So that's mm-hmm. hilarious. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and like, wait, wow. Yep. Cool. <laughs> Like, and Aaron will be the first time, person sorry. to watch. That's right. They come dildos in hand, big old floppy ones. <laughs> no. Wow. <laughs> oh man, I just thought of that scene in the last episode of The Boys. Oh my god! Now that we're talking about that, <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, you know what I'm talking about. I don't want to ruin so, it for people that haven't seen it, but so I'm watching it with Jess. Um and she's like, oh my god, that's his. You know what? And I'm like, I, I thought it was a tongue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait, wait, how do you know? <laughs> oh god. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> we didn't put that together until after, you know, it like slid back into his pants. Imagine, um. Imagine someone who doesn't watch The Boys or hasn't watched that episode yet 
trying to digest this conversation right now. <laughs> You're oh, welcome. Goodness, yeah. that was so funny. I literally started crying with laughter. It was so pretty good. funny. It was so good. What a what a superpower. Yeah. Seriously. What a superpower. I mean, you can't do anything with that. Yeah. But, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. All right. <laughs> anyway, all right. So, John yep. Cena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, so we'll see now, I guess, as, as DC starts to, like, roll out their slate, like, what, you know, what else is going to be in the works for them uh, when it mm. comes to HBO Max. And I guess at this point, we still... Um, yeah, I mean, we know we're getting, you know, Wonder Woman 84, uh, around Christmas and, uh, you know, we'll see what, what, what the rest happens with the rest of that slate. I mean, that they're, they're kind of, it's fragmented now, obviously, because we have like the Matt Reeves universe and you still have the DCEU yeah. and all that other stuff, but that's okay. That's all fine. The good thing about it too, though, is they can, they can move it all around. Of course. It's like a mosaic. Yeah. Which is, doesn't cool. matter, you yep. know? Sure. Mm-hmm. One thing doesn't tie into the other, like the like what you were saying, Banana, about the MCU. You know, they could continue to move stuff and say, "Hey, we're gonna do this one first and just keep it moving." Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. It's there's 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 pros and cons. You know, there's there's pros for keeping everything like in line connected to each other like that. Um, but the downside is you move one, you kind of have to move another, especially if there's something in one film that you need to kind of like see first, get that bit of information, yeah. Yeah. you know, like Marvel likes to do. Um, so pros and cons in that, but God, they, they have so much coming that, you know, they made so much money last year. And before that, I, it's it's fine. Disney yeah. will Disney will do fine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. sticking with uh, HBO Max, uh, Zack Snyder is planning on filming new scenes for Justice League, or his version of Justice League. Uh, now, The Hollywood Reporter said that in October, the director's going to bring Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, Gal Gadot, and Ray Fisher together to shoot additional scenes. And now I know there was some reports that said, oh, Henry Cavill's had said he wasn't going to be a part of those reshoots. That statement mm-hmm. was made prior to this announcement. So it, that could have been why he said that, right? I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen a lot of actors say things, uh, plenty of things before. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's not new, right? Like so I don't. Ben Affleck is like, I'm still going to be Batman. Of course. I'm still directing yeah. the Batman. So I know of, I don't know sure. why. Look, I get it. I get the polarization that comes from this whole concept of Zack Snyder and his Justice League and all of this stuff. I get it. But at what point now is this like, you know, this report comes out and why did we immediately have to have like the antagonizing report to follow it that says like, oh, Cavill, no, see, this is a lie. And he says no. And it's like, look, let's just wait and see at this point. Like what haven't um, we learned yet from the lesson of like just the existence of this Zack Snyder cut, cut. like enough with this thing. I mean, look, there were people that said he would never get the chance to reshoot footage, to shoot additional footage for this. Mm -hmm. And now that's happening and it's happening for HBO max, no less, you know? It's so funny because Twitter is eating itself alive again. I'm sure it's so polarizing this whole thing, you know, because then people are like, Oh, you know, Zack Snyder's over there sitting there quiet while, a whole bunch of blue checks are getting called out for, you know, bogus reporting. 
because they were the ones initially saying like there isn't going to be any new footage shot. Hey, look, the studio may have told all of those people we're not he's not shooting any new footage, right? In it, it like just for the sake of it. Who knows why they were coming? Why they may have said it? Why they didn't say it? It was potentially developing, right? He may have been like kind of piecing things together and saying like in order for this to really work, I got to do X, Y, Z. So who knows, right? That's it's it's a, it's a whole moving thing. It, it, whatever it is, like if we're gonna get the most complete version of his cut, great. Well, like there's no need to yeah. just go nuts over. And not only that, but the the concept has changed somewhat as well, right? So this is now right. a, a four part, like four hour long mini series. So you know maybe they needed some wraparound footage and some extra stuff sure. and some or you know obviously he didn't get a chance to fully finish right what he had started anyway so he needed to tie up right. some things so that he didn't have to use maybe some previously shot footage and he could start from scratch and right. you know there's a lot right. of moving parts i mean look if, if richard donner had had the opportunity to reshoot scenes for his version of superman 2 you don't think he wouldn't tests. of course so <laughs> you know i mean there's sometimes you just have to do it and the fact that they're allowing him to do it and they're pumping money into this gets me excited because they're serious about this project. This is not just what I think a lot of people expected, which was like, we're just going to dump this now and dump it on you just to appease people, right? Just to appease mm-hmm. the hashtag movement. No, that's, this is bigger than this, clearly. This is a studio that is clearly willing to put money into this. Oh, because they're going to get so much money from subscribers. Of course, bro. because they realize like I did when I saw the announcement of this and I saw the response to this when they finally announced that it was really going to be a thing. Like, I mean, I think they would have to have been stupid to realize that this feels like a big event. Yeah. And it should, it's a justice league movie, which it should have from the very beginning felt like a big event. Um, but, but clearly they, they realize that. So look, they're putting money into this. I don't want to hear any more about this stuff anymore. As far as like, Oh, this no, that that's not going to happen. This isn't going to happen. This whole thing wasn't supposed to happen. Right. And it's happening. And you know what? And it's happening. And they have basically one chance to make it, you know, to, to make a splash, you know, yes. and Zack Snyder yep. has been editing this whole time uh, in his home. And maybe he's like, oh, I wish I would have had something like this or something with this type of feel to kind of like transition these scenes together or add these two bits or that would tell the story better. And if you have time and the money and the backing and you have this huge event looming and there's so much expectation, of course, I think the right thing to do would be like, well, then let's put in some extra work and make it right yeah right. you know so make, it, make it like the best that we can sure why not so it fits so there seamlessly were storyboards yeah. like there were storyboards that were leaked about martian manhunter right for example uh being part of it obviously that stuff didn't get shot mm-hmm. maybe he's gonna do it you know what i mean like that stuff there's stuff like that there was you know there were hints at green lantern characters being a part of you know of justice league that, that obviously we didn't see any of that stuff in in Whedon's version, um, and I don't know how far along Snyder got along, you know, got into that. But if he's gonna start, you know, if he's building it out, like yeah, that stuff is gonna cost money, and it's great that he's able, you know, hopefully he'll be able to pull in some of the other actors to complete some of some of the the things that he wanted to pull together. But um, yeah, I think I think you know, Chris, you said it 
now is not the time to go. It's not going to happen because clearly, yes, <laughs> we are getting surprised by this every time there's yep. an announcement. I mean, if, I mean, you can literally check off the boxes of everything that people said would not happen, going all the way back to the existence yeah. of this, right? And every one of them, you could just knock off. Like the cut doesn't exist. It'll never get released. They'll never let him. They're never going to dump money into it to you know fix finish CGI to do additionals. They're never going to do additional scenes. You know, right. Affleck is done as Batman. Blah blah blah. Go down yeah. the list. I mean, we can literally just start checking off every one of those things and say, "Well, Ray Fisher is getting his solo cyborg movie." Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff. But you know, here's the thing, and I'm glad you actually mentioned that because, and and just for the sake of conversation, because you know we have this podcast and everything, mm-hmm. um, the fact that they're bringing these actors back, and and we don't know how extensive these shoots are, but I mean, they're they're bringing these actors in right to do shot whatever it is i mean i can't imagine that they would bring them back just to do like b-roll stuff right you know so like there's got to be some meat to whatever it is that they're they're filming the fact that they're willing to do this and to spend the money on it if this thing winds up being a whatever a big success is right however they're going to measure that right subscriptions um you know know, they uh, might do a limited theatrical run maybe but even that i'm not even talking about that part but do you think then that means that they might be willing if this thing reaches all the success metrics that they're going to be looking for? Do they maybe bring them back to do a follow up for HBO Max of some kind and and maybe let him finish whatever his complete vision was going to be like for that next movie, like that dark side story mm. or whatever? Because, mm. I mean, at this point, you would think I mean, no way. Saying? Right. But hey, <laughs> yeah. Who's to, who? I mean, really, who's to say? Sure. It, it's it, at this point, if if it makes if you know it exceeds their expectations, money talks. Of course, it does. You know. Yeah. And I and if any, and if everyone's on board for it now, the only problem. No, I don't even say a problem because it doesn't even matter. It's going to say con- continuity. Con- clearly, continuity does not matter. No, because you would have your because, own continuity. Because they could all chalk it up to. The version of Wonder Woman that you've been seeing, that you've been following, to a degree, is is a multiverse version. Yes. She's not the she's not the version you see in Batman v Superman. Right, because or, I or in Justice. I feel like the way they're building this up, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Like, I almost feel like they're treating it like as if to say, like, forget the theatrical cut happened. Like this is Justice League. Yo, know, this is that yeah. movie. So, like, mm-hmm. this is going to be that. So, I, I don't know. I mean, again, it could just be nothing. Like, I could just made that up. But I just do find it interesting that if they are willing to spend the money to do these reshoots and have these actors come back to play these roles, like, I don't think it's that crazy to think, hey, maybe there right. might, you know, maybe they might be willing to get the band back together for another limited series or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Maybe not. But I do. I just think it's interesting because I mean that's a a big move, you know, to, yeah. to do reshoots, you know, for uh, for this project, you know, unless they just were putting it together and realized, you know, what it's not going to work unless we we get this, you know, could also right. be that too. And then they said, all right, well, I let's mean, do also, what we have to, to do. To me, yeah, to me that kind of makes sense because how do you 
how do you segment a movie that was meant to be together into four separate parts, right? right? Like, yep. you kind of have to cliffhang some of these things. Yeah, and here's the like other here's the other part, and we've mentioned this before too. Like, this was a movie that was actually supposed to be like the kind of the first part of a bigger story arc. So, like, you don't want to leave it on like a a cliffhanger, or if this is going to be the end, right? And we're not going to see any more from this this universe or whatever, you know, maybe they, they needed to end it in a more definitive way rather than right. leave people hanging and saying like, you know, as if to say like, well, yeah, maybe yeah, this will yeah, happen yeah. again. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, oh, interesting. One, we don't have a hard date on that, right? Just Not yet. But I mean, clearly yeah. they're, I mean, they're, they're still working on it. Right. So, uh, I don't expect it to be early 2021. At this point, no, I think, but you never know. But um, uh, yeah, no, they don't. They haven't given a hard date, and you know what? Why bother at this point? After all this time, like, yeah, let him, let, yeah, let do, do just thing. do what you got to do and get it right. Like you know, like Banana said earlier, like this is the one shot for this. So I kind of, I kind of, I kind of got to be honest though. Like once this is all wrapped up and said and done, I don't want to hear about it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I don't want to hear about it again. In what sense? I don't really care about. In, in the sense, like, I don't want to visit this thing again. Like, I'll see it. That's when I'm not, I'm not talking about the content itself. I'm just talking about this universe. This whole thing, like, Zack Snyder thing, like, I don't want to deal with it anymore. I'm kind of over it. Like, all the back and forth and this and that and just sleep. Like, this is a movie that came out three years ago. It's going to be four years ago this movie came out. Mm-hmm. But did they want to? But now, does that mean that like you you wouldn't want to see like a Cavill Superman movie again, or it's no, just I like I would this... see Cavill Superman? But what okay. I'm talking about is like all of the baggage that's come with all of this stuff, right? With this movie, yeah, I just want over with. Okay, like I just get it, like get the movie out. You know, certain folks who've been super vocal these days, like sure, let them get their shine, and then move on. Do something else. I feel like so much time and energy spent and people pointing fingers at each other. It's like so bad. And granted, that is every fandom, right? And that's why I'm glad that the sequel trilogy is over with because I'm like, let's just move on. Let's hold on to the Mandalorian because it seems like we all love that. Yep. Um, Zack Snyder's thing, I think he's still going to be divisive because uh, – there's lots of people that just didn't like what he was doing with their characters, right? Sure. And so I think I think whatever version comes out, they they're just not gonna like it because that's not who they see as Superman in terms of like how he is or what Batman does or what any of that stuff. You know what I mean? So I kind of just want that to be done, like and move on. And if we're gonna continue to play with those characters, like great, they've already evolved in my mind, like. Aquaman is a great example. He is not the same character that you see in Justice League. Or, At least I mean? we think, yeah. I mean, we still sure. haven't seen it yet, right? So we don't know. But... Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they're doing with Flash. We'll see how that goes. That, looks just, that just looks bonkers. But anyways, mm. that's just... Okay. So, um, not really related, but still in the DC world. Uh, looks like we we may have our Hawkman uh, in the Black Adam movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Aldous Hodge starred in City <laughs> on the Hill. 
Yeah. Uh, and he was also in the remake. Of, he was in the Invisible Man, which I still have yet to see, which I do. Yeah. Oh, I haven't see. seen that. Yep. We were going to watch it tonight, but we opted for the boys. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Uh, so, yeah. So that that's. Uh... I actually haven't seen. I don't think I've seen any movie that he's done. Oh, God. So that's coming. So when that announcement was made. That's a choice. I'll tell you something like, again, and I know you guys aren't on the social medias, and I, I poke around every once in a while, but some of the dumbass comments that came out of people's mouths over the casting of a black person in this oh, role. Oh, I was like, why? They were why? like, and they were like, he's Egyptian. This character uh-huh. is, is Egyptian. I'm like, you do know where Egypt is, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what continent is in, right? <clears throat> you know what's amazing? That we, <laughs> we still, like, I can remember people getting all up in arms. So I, you remember Wizard Magazine? Hell yeah. yeah. Okay. So Wizard used to do a, a thing, right, where they would basically have people, like, cast their, like, favorite superhero. Like, who would you cast to play this character, right? And it was almost always, like, you know, 9.9 times out of 10, it was they basically cast someone, regardless of any acting of it or whatever, just that looked physically looked like the character in the comic. Mm-hmm. Right, so like it didn't matter whether the person had ever acted, could act. You'd ever want to see that person act. Like they could have been, mm. you know, musicians. They could have been wrestlers. It didn't matter, right? Like they just that's how it was. And I feel like sometimes fans still get stuck in that mindset. Like we do. just have to cast the person that's going to look exactly like the character from the comics. And we never really, again, it's another lesson we never seem to learn. <laughs> because I mean, how many times have people gotten up in arms over a character? Uh, and how it was cast because it doesn't, it's not what they thought it should be or what the comics had the person. And then it always, it works out. Not always, yeah. but more often than not, it's worked out. And I mean, commissioner Gordon looks great in the Batman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's right. Jeffrey Wright. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's it just, it's since the dawn of time. I mean, we have gone back and, yeah. You know, through history, we know all the different uproars that have been started going back to Michael Keaton in Batman 89. Right. Right. You know, a short guy who's a comedian. How's that going to work? Right. You know. Yeah. I mean, and, and I'll be honest, and I think I've said it before, like I'm, I have certainly been guilty of that. Like when they cast Heath Ledger as the Joker, I was like, what? That dude from A Knight's Tale? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? I mean, what are they doing with the Joker? Why does his face look like that? And then I was like. Yo, this is some next level shit. I love this. Yeah. This is great. And then to see versions of the Joker now, it, you know, representing some of the stuff that was, you know, first seen in cinema. That's awesome. You know, that's great stuff to see. And so I agree. I mean, I think we need to loosen up. Fans need to loosen up 100%. You cannot, like, we live in a world where there are so many different kinds of people. There's so many gifted and talented folks. If they decide to, yeah, and we were talking about this before we even got on the show. We were talking about, um, um, oh my God, why uh, Stormfront, mm. the gender right. swap, yes. there, and it's brilliant. It works so well in that, right? You know, we're looking at a whole bunch of other things. If they want to make, you know, a black man an Egyptian character, like, first of all, again. Yeah, unless like that's all fine. It's all good. Yeah, like 
unless his like skin color really affects you know the story or something you know um like he's a white like white supremacist you know like unless it's something like that you know then like that's the storyline you know like or like you're not gonna you're not gonna cast him to play like hitler you know like those things don't make sense but (laughs) have you seen jojo rabbit (laughs) no i haven't actually (laughs) well that's kind of satirical isn't it okay um i I think it's dangerous when it's too like boxed in you know like oh only an egyptian actor should play like an egyptian character um because it, it that that doesn't not that it doesn't matter but it's not really going to affect the story. And if he is the best actor who auditioned for it, there's merit in those things as well. Um, You know, as like, as like a mixed actress, you know, just speaking from my own personal experience, like, of course I understand diversity and the need for like representation and inclusion and stuff like that. But sometimes when, when you're mixed and you're like in between both worlds, like I'm never Chinese enough, you know? And if they want like, a Chinese girl, like I speak Chinese and a lot of Chinese actors I know that are like born in, you know, America, um, they might not really speak Chinese at home. Um, so like I might have that advantage, but then they're like, ah, like you look Latina, (laughs) like you don't even look Chinese. So sometimes it's like when you can't shift those boxes and it gets too boxed in, um, it kind of does the opposite effect where it, it, kind of singles out people that are not one thing. And I'm always wary of that because of me just thinking like the characters that I can play. Um, I auditioned for Fargo, right? This, this new season with Chris Rock. Mm -hmm. And I actually auditioned for a native American character. Um, And I got, I don't know how close I got, but I know the casting directors in LA did ask my agent, like, is she native American, you know? Mm. Um, and my agent was like, he called me and he's like, listen, they're really interested in you. They like your tape, but they need to know if you're native American to even like pass you on to the next round. Mm. And I was like, he's like, do you have like any native American in you? Like any, he's like mm-hmm. 1%, you know, cause he, he wants, he wants the paycheck, he's right? Like, like he wants to me- this too. Yeah. He's like, he <laughs> wants me to get the part. And I was like, no, I don't. And he's like, how do you know? Have you taken like a DNA <laughs> test? And I was like, I was like, actually I have. And he's like, damn it. He's like, not even 1%. He's like, you look native American. I'm like, I know I look native American, um, but I don't have it. And he's like, all right, all right. He's like, I'm just going to tell them I'm the sorry. truth. You know? And yeah. like, I thought about it and that was the first time I actually really thought about something like that because that would be a stretch for me to play, even though, I looked apart, right? Like a magazine, you know, like Chris was saying, might have said, oh, Vanessa, like when I have my hair in a braid, everyone always asks me if I'm Native American. But then I got to thinking like in in the environment that we're in, like what if God, that would have been like God coming down and touching me on my head. Like what if I would have gotten a role like that? Mm. Would I have taken it? I don't know in the environment because you might face backlash for it, you know? Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. You know, a lot of the conversations, too, is like, I I think the guys is like, um, uh, I'm going to butcher the name. It's like Mina or Mena Masood, the guy who played Aladdin. So he's Egyptian. And apparently in an article 
a couple of months back, he had he had stated that he had not had an audition since Aladdin. And so, like, folks are like, well, you know, here you have an Egyptian actor who is saying he's not getting any roles. Um, <laughs> why, you know, why wouldn't he Why wouldn't he be someone considered here? It's like, maybe he didn't audition for the role of Hawkman. Hmm? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so or, it that... goes, or it goes down to, like, chemistry reads. Like, sometimes your height gets involved, you know? Especially yeah. as a girl, it's like you can't be taller than, like, the guy and, like, whatever, you know? Right. It's, there's just so many things that, that affect casting instead of just, like, looks and ethnicity. And, like, when I hear stuff like that, I kind of cringe a little bit because let, let's say I would have turned something like that down. Like, how do you make that decision? Because this would change your life. How do you not say yes? You know, but right. then are you taking an opportunity away from someone that like should get it? So I, I, I don't think it should be yeah. that boxed in, but also like within the realm of like good representation, also, like not, not, nothing too far fetched. Yeah. I mean, also not to get too deep into the mythos of Hawkman, but like, you know, you also got to remember, and I don't know what version of the character they're going with, but like, I mean, basically Hawkman originally was like a reincarnation of an ancient Egyptian prince. You know, I mean, right, his name right. was Carter Hall. <laughs> right. You know right, what I mean? Right. So right. like, yeah, yeah. and then there was a version too where he was alien, right? He was an alien police officer. Mm-hmm. And then there was supposed to be like a connection between, um, you know, the Thanagarians, the aliens from that planet and, uh, and like some Egyptian curse that mm. causes the character to reincarnate. Um, you know, cause as they tried to like merge the two, you know, right. how things get convoluted over time when they, you know, reboot and stuff like that. So like, I, we also have to, I don't think, you know, we got to be careful too when we take things so literally, yeah. um, you know, and just look at like the history of the character and all of that stuff. So I'm sure, sure all of that will factor in, but either yeah. way, we'll see what they do. I, I'm still pretty excited about black Adam. Hell yeah. Uh, one Hell I'm yeah. not excited about though is the fact that uh, James Cameron revealed that Avatar 2 has wrapped <laughs> filming and Avatar 3 is 95% finished filming. Uh, yeah. I, look, I get that a lot of people were blown away by Avatar. I was not one of them. I, I thought that Avatar, to be honest with you, was Dances with Wolves with Blue People. That's mm-hmm. so funny. A lot of people say that. Do they now? Yeah. Yeah, no, a lot of people say it's Dances with Wolves. Oh, and, it is, in, yeah. in my, no, 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 and and my take was, and I don't know, this is a deep cut, but if anyone's seen Fern Gully, yes, it's Fern Gully. There you go. Same, yes. same thing. Yeah. So um, basically, the bottom line is, it's not the most original story, no. uh, regardless of which movie you're going to compare it to. And I, I like a lot of the actors in the movie. Um, it just didn't do much for me. I, I understand the, the visual element of it. Get it totally, but right. like for me, there's got to be a little bit more. Um, so I'm not super excited about Avatar 2 or 3. Um, that's not a universe that I, after watching that movie, and I mean, I didn't hate the movie. Don't get me wrong. But after watching that movie, like at no point did I sit there and say like, yep, I need this universe to continue. Like I, I need more of this. No, I watched it. It happened. Okay. Um, and I moved on. So uh, I couldn't. I couldn't even appreciate the visual um, quality of the film and the special effects because I watched this movie on a plane. 
Ah, oh boy. yeah, that doesn't. I watched work. it on the smallest, yeah. like worst screen possible. <laughs> yeah, that's poor. Eight inch screen. Yeah, I watched yeah. it um over there in Fresh Meadows. Um, oh, oh, I miss New York. Yeah, and oh god, it didn't. You know, it's funny. It did not, by any stretch, leave like a holy shit, like moment or impact in my brain. Like I thought, oh, okay, that's some cool stuff that's happening there. Um, it again, I felt like it was a tad too long. Um, and I agree. I thought, okay, one and done, that's cool, we're yeah. good. You know, how, like, yeah, that's great. He's now a blue person, and clearly, people get sucked into this tree, and their spirits are there. That, yep. that's dope. Next. <laughs> Um, I it's you know funny I mean? and now we're like two three I'm like geez yeah. how many more would more people are gonna come chop down the tree of life is right. that what's going on what's happening it, yeah I can't believe like are the they next facing film... famine disease like, mm, it's yeah. funny the that comedy. you um you say you watched it on a plane and clearly that's not the way this movie was intended to be viewed so I'll right. give it that <laughs> but to me while sure you you do need the visuals are a huge part of it I'm not gonna say that it isn't but like for me i should be able to watch a movie even one that's visual based like on a plane and still be able to enjoy it to a degree right um like last time i was on a plane i watched spider-man into the spider-verse i had seen it already but that was it was on available on my plane and i i watched it because it's great and i loved it i loved it again even on, I've it's seen so it in good. every medium possible. Yeah, and I've loved it in on the big screen, on my television, on a plane, on my phone, everywhere I've where I've watched it. I loved it, and that to me is like how you know a movie is great and is kind of timeless. And a movie like Avatar, which like was such a huge, enormous success, like I don't feel like it held up, and I don't even feel like people talk about it that much. You know, for as successful as it was, record setting. Um, it's a movie that's gotten forgotten. It's kind of been forgotten about now, um, yeah. especially with all the special effects films that have come out since. Oh my God, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like what set it apart back then. Everyone does now. Right. Mm-hmm. And because the story everyone itself wasn't timeless enough and classic enough to hold yeah. up. Once the novelty, the thing that it had going for it no longer was like, cool because a lot of people do it like i just feel like there's that's it like it's it's not as significant anymore you know the original star wars right like a a new hope right okay that movie still holds up today even though you know countless movies have come after it and have better effects right and are more modern and all this stuff Mm -hmm. but like that movie still holds or even empire strikes back and we talked about at the beginning of the show you know these are movies that still hold up despite the fact that they're no longer like revolutionary (laughs) It's because the story is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so... Or even like a Terminator 2, right? Which was visually um, groundbreaking at the time. But now that everybody's using those tactics... But that movie's no less powerful now than it was then. Just because right. there's a gazillion movies that use CGI and stuff like that in them. Uh, it's because the story right. is there. So that's, for me, that's where Avatar lacks. It's just that it was a spectacle and now that it the spectacle isn't really that special anymore. It's like, all right. So yeah. Jurassic park. The original is the best one, even yeah, though the movie's after you, right? Yep. <laughs> yeah. That shit's so, it's <laughs> still so good. Ugh. But yeah, avatar. Yeah. Is like, 
cool. It's like a it's like a piece of gum. Like it <laughs> lost its flavor very fast. Ah, oh, well played. Like juicy fruit. There we go. Those first exactly. couple of chews are magical, and then yeah, it's just like, like that's oh, it. Man, it's so cool, and you're like, shit, am I still chewing this thing? Ugh, yeah. Don't say juicy, okay? Is that like a don't know word? What is that? Well, no, that's like a Sons of Anarchy reference. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's right. Banana <laughs> juice. I just finished season <laughs> seven. I wasn't I sure. That, that was one character I was like, man, if you were a manifestation of toilet paper, I'd wipe my ass with you. I hated that guy. Juice. That character yeah. to me, like, I, th- I think like I think that that character. So just so anybody knows, uh, Vanana has been watching Sons of Anarchy because we told her she needed to because she has to start watching Mayans. So she binged like seven seasons in like what two months, and just <laughs> yeah, like finished it. Half, yeah. yeah, she just finished it uh, this weekend. So um, yeah, we've been talking about that stuff. So to me, Juice was what happens when you don't have long-term planning and you <laughs> you have to keep shifting gears along the way to try to make things work. Like, his character, mm-hmm. I think, fell victim to that more than than any other in the show. So they should, they should have just killed him. Well, right. Oh, bump him off. Point. Yeah. And I'll tell you, like, he, like, Theo Rossi did such a good job. He's great, this. yeah. Did, such a so good, good job me hating him that when he popped up in Luke Cage, I was like, yes. yeah. can I watch you? Yeah. <laughs> can well, I, I have you? I your face. I, I had the opposite experience because I know him from Luke Cage. Oh, boy. So when I saw him in this role, I was like, oh, this is really different for him, you know? But but for most people, it's, they were introduced to him in that character first, and then he kind of branched yes. out, you know, and did Luke Cage. Um, so I kind of had the opposite experience. I mean, I didn't like Juice either, but I had a soft spot for him. I really hate Jax Teller. Yeah. To me, the uh, thing with, with Sons I mean, of Anarchy is that there were a couple of characters that, you know... Spoiler alert, by the time they, I guess technically, I'm not going to say names, but there were a couple of characters that by the time they died or they were killed, um, mm-hmm. I feel like it was past the point where it should have happened. And I feel like it lessened yep. the impact of the moment because it, when it happened, it was finally like, oh, well, it's about damn time. I mean, oh, I guess it's, who cares, spoilers now, right? The show hasn't <laughs> been on the air for how many years? We can get into it yeah. briefly. <laughs> but like, so for instance, this is a perfect example. When, when Clay finally was killed, it was yes, about two seasons dude. too late, and it was like it had no impact. That was should have been the biggest right. moment in the history of the show, and it, it right. wasn't. And Juice, to me, too, had the same issue. Like, by the time he no. finally was, like, killed, it was just like, oh, God, thank God. Like, enough already. Yeah. But if you look at, like, Opie's oh, death. Man, what they did to Bobby. Opie's death, though, finally came so out of left field. That that yeah. just rocked my world for like weeks. Yeah, I was yeah. really sad. You know, about so that it's too. just like yeah. when you do things, when you put things off for so long, like the tension actually stops being there because you get to the point where it's like, yeah. man, this. Ca- it's one thing if you didn't want the character to die. You know, like, because then you're kind of on the edge of your seat, like hoping it doesn't happen. But when you actually mm-hmm. want those characters to die, like we were supposed to want Clay to die. And yeah. so we we did, which is great. The problem is it happened like two seasons too late. And by the time it did, it was just like, you know what? I don't even care anymore. <laughs> like whether yeah. he lives or dies, like whatever. What about, okay, I'm going to flip that on his head though. What about when he kills Gemma? Oh, so 
I was so I was screaming at the television. That was I think different. that's the worst thing you can do is kill your mother. I I thought that, that was I think she deserved it. Yeah. I thought <laughs> no, that was powerful. She, she definitely she definitely deserved it. But like Nero said, you know, or was it Unser? Like I'm not going there to save. I'm not asking you to go save Gemma. It's to save Jax, you know. But then, yeah. then, then the end of then yeah. Then like he does what he wants to do anyway. So I guess at that point he already yeah. knew it in his head. Yeah, yeah, but so when you're watching it, like you know, uh, I that that was also just like Breaking Bad so good. Oof. My favorite scene. My favorite scene in the, I think one of my favorite scenes in the history of Sons of Anarchy though is right after that is the scene when when Nero finds out that Gemma killed Tara. He's on the mm-hmm. phone. Like his oh, yeah. reaction at that moment was like I mean Jimmy yeah. Smith is amazing, but He's uh, so amazing. Oh, unbelievable. But that that reaction and that whole sequence there was just like it was just amazing. It's the best, one of the best things. Uh, that and Venus Van Damme were my two favorite things about the entire Venus show. Oh, I was just gonna say the scene between Tig and Venus. Amazing, unbelievable. Oh my god, that that was like one of my favorite scenes. Um, like overall, great show, great writing. I'm happy that there were other characters I could care about because I really could care less about Jax. From like the beginning, I really just I didn't like him. I didn't understand him. I just thought like, like every time he tries to get his point across, he's like shouting, you know, and it's like, yeah, all right, buddy. Good try. You know, like he just he just wasn't smart. Like, uh, I just really detest him. (laughs) So now you could go to Mayans, though, where I actually feel like at least through the first two seasons, I feel like the writing is a little bit stronger on Mayans, if not a lot stronger. Uh, and okay. I feel like, you know, there are still some things, but like, I think for the most part, um, I just think the characters are better written and I think that they avoid some of those yeah. things that you're having issues with, uh, with Jack. Like so season two of, of, uh, minds. Oh yeah. I, yeah. It's okay. just, yeah. And I'm not sure if I know the season three is happening. It would have been debuting probably sometime around October. I'm not sure if that's still happening. I mean, I haven't seen anything, so I assume it's not. I don't know either. It's funny. um, uh, Jess was like, oh, um, This Is Us is coming back. And I was like, what? What? Is it? She's like, I'm pretty sure I saw something for it. I'm like, what? Who's been filming? (laughs) Apparently, people have been filming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, too, we did get... um, a look at the new Batwoman. We did. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. Eh. Very. Cool. I mean, it's the same same cowl, really, just a little fitted for her face, but it's cool. I I, I want to, you know, I um, I still have three episodes, three or four episodes sitting on my DVR that I haven't watched with the season one finale, and I'm, I just lost interest in it. Hmm. So, no, my biggest issue is that it's Batwoman and she's supposed to be a badass fighter and mm-hmm. stunts look Ooh. so bad. It looked like just five year olds falling over stools like it's just oh, no. so bad. Well, that was I mean, and the fight it, scene. Sucked. It's funny when you were mentioning um, Luke Cage before. I, I feel like those no, Netflix show shows. 
I feel like those Netflix shows were like another lifetime ago. It almost feels like they yeah. didn't happen in some ways, even the ones that I loved. But I mean, nothing will ever be worse than the the Iron Fist season one uh, <laughs> fight scenes. I mean, yeah. that was just hideous. And that was supposed like, to be you, a martial arts. Cal- how like, do you, you go know, from like Daredevil? Yeah. To Iron right. Fist. You know what I'm saying? And that was, and this is the same thing. This is the same concept with Batwoman. You go from Arrow. Arrow's fight scenes were off the chain, good. Yeah. And then you go to Batwoman. And I'm like, what the heck happened here? You can't get the same stunt coordinator, same fight coordinator. No, probably not. Because I mean, a lot of those shows are filming at the same time. But um, yeah, yeah, and it's also different. I mean, Stephen Amell is very. He's a great athlete, and he's. He's very yeah. dedicated to it's that stuff. Arts. Yeah, martial arts. And he, you know, even because he looked good. I mean, he did that match at, um, granted, he was with Christopher Daniels, who's really good, but he did that match at All Out. And he looked good. I mean, you know, by the standards of, you know, someone who's not a wrestler, like a full time wrestler. So he, right. he clearly has that. Um, he has that uh, ability. So, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I know Supergirl's ending right now after the sixth season. I know you're broken up about that. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God! One of the worst shows ever on TV. Oh, that's not that's Thank a little God. crazy. No, that's really. Not, I mean, the first bad. couple seasons were bad. were not terrible. The first season was okay. The one that got them onto the CW. I just, just too many episodes for like I can't I can't do those shows that have so many episodes. I'm not used yeah. to it anymore. You know, I think a lot of people. I'm yeah. used to and, like. I know yeah. noise is uh, expecting so that. I'm not, not saying that that factored into it, but it may have. Um, but yeah, I'm done. Good. So long. Yeah, I haven't. Super, uh, it makes way for Superman and Lois. It does, mm-hmm. which looks really good, at least, yeah. you know, from what we've seen. I'm pretty excited about that. And, uh, you know, we'll have to see, too, how much. Because, you know, the CW shows, uh, even when they were great, or even the ones that are great, um, they're still CW shows, right? So they still do... Yeah lean more to try to cater a little bit towards their audience. Whereas now with HBO max, like those shows are just, they're going to be what they are. Right. So I'm, that's yeah. why I think I'm a little more excited about that. Cause I feel like there's more creative freedom to go in different types of directions with those characters, as opposed to the CW, which does need to fit a little bit of a formula. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so we'll see though now as, a lot of those shows now have gone now gotten a little long in the tooth, right? Um, they're all going to be, I'm assuming, slowly but surely ending, right? Over Based time, out, yeah. And since they're not, I mean, they do have a couple of you know newer shows that they're going to have, but like for the most part, like I'm wondering if they're going to continue to focus on CW or if eventually it's going to mostly be HBO Max. Yeah, that's a good question. Um... I feel like I feel like the CW shows, to your point, and, and with them catering to their audience, is the entry point for some newer fans. Yes, and then they kind of graduate to. Yeah, well, you HBO always need Max. to have those gateway. Like I used to say, like you know, there were bands that I listened to when I was a kid that were like gateway bands. You know, like right. I don't listen to them anymore. <laughs> I don't. You know, it wasn't really my thing, but like they're the reason why I got into this, right? Whatever the next evolution of that was. Um, right. You know, so yeah, everybody needs that gateway. I mean, for me, look, I mean, I gate my Batman gateway was reruns of Batman '66 and the Super Friends. It's not exactly, you know, and for a lot of people around our age, that's that was the gateway into Batman. 
Right. Doesn't mean we didn't love the Dark Knight Returns and the Killing Joke, and and eventually like we didn't love Burton's Batman and and Batman the Animated Series and all of that stuff. But like you have to have that gateway, and and not everything is going to be. I mean, imagine being a little kid and like your introduction to Batman is the Dark Knight Returns. Like you'd be like, what the hell is this? This doesn't even make right. sense. You're like, I don't like this. Yeah, or the Killing Joke or whatever. Stuff. Yeah, so like you know, you got to have. It is a good good idea to have those. You know sure. those those gateway uh, shows, bands, whatever. Star Girl, Star Girl's good. Mm-hmm. Star Girl's real good. I gotta catch that. Yeah, I gotta catch that. I got too much stuff. I mean, when I'm oh, being treated so to shows like The Boys. Yeah, but that that'll be over soon enough. So. And The Mandalorian's on the horizon. Yeah. Oh I know. yes, it is. It's I literally am, right around the corner. And Star Trek so Discovery's like, coming literally. back. This is crazy time right now. Mm-hmm. While my while my son's ne- birthday is on October 30th. There you go. And I'm like. Here's oh, your cake. That's cool. Here's your cake, little man. Night, night. Time to watch the Mandalorian. Yeah, I mean, and the Mandalorian is at least a. It's like an easy watch. Yeah. You know. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Star Trek Discovery debuts the week before on October fifteenth, so it's like this is like a dream for me, like a sci-fi fan. Like, I get Star Trek on October fifteenth, and I get new Mandalorian, new Star Wars on October thirtieth, and it's like it's all streaming. Uh, as much as network television is going to be struggling because a lot of stuff had to be shut down and whatnot, you know, so there's not going to be a ton of new original content on like broadcast television. Streaming services are just going to be rolling. Yep. You know, you're going to have a lot of great streaming content coming out. And, and I mean, you know, we'll see. I mean, not that that hasn't become the way people watch TV lately, but it's going to really, I think all of those audiences that got used to watching Netflix and Hulu and streaming services during the quarantines and the lockdowns. Well, now they're coming out of quarantine and lockdown, but now like the broadcast channels are not going to have a lot of original content. So it's like right back to the streaming services. And this could eventually expedite the end of, you know, broadcast TV as we know it. And the beginning of like the time where like it's mostly streaming services is how we watch our content. Mm-hmm. Ah, so I guess on that note, we can uh, probably get out of here, right? Do we have anything else? I don't think so, right? I don't think so. Yeah. No, All no, right. we so, covered a lot. On that note, go to thefanboygarage.com. You can check out our episodes. You can check out our merch store. Not the Jedi Training Academy, but everything else for now, including the Sith design, is up uh, for now. So uh, get your (laughs) merch while it lasts uh, before it gets pulled. And, of course, you can uh, join the conversation on the social medias, the Facebook, the Instagram, and the Twitter at the Fanboy Garage. I have a Twitter handle. It is RealCLMighty. Guys, I'm at Banana underscore TFG. And I am at AA Ron Speaks. That is A underscore A underscore Ron Speaks. Thank you again so much for listening to the episode 114 of the Fanboy Garage. And we'll catch you guys next week. You're listening to the Fanboy Garage Podcast.